You've all gone quiet. Can you hear me? Yeah, loud enough? Yeah. Morning. There is now, therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. How do you see it? How do you really see it? Have you seen any miracles today? This week? No. Look at the person next year. you. You're a miracle, aren't you? Hey? You've seen the rain? Yeah, that's another miracle, really. What about your children? They're miracles, aren't they? Ask the person next year. Are they a Christian? Are they born again? Can't see you asking. Are you Christians? Are you born again? Yeah? Christians? It's another miracle. We've only been speaking for three minutes and you've seen three miracles. It's true, though, isn't it? it it's true. It's our perceptions. It's our perceptions. Our perceptions. How do you see it? How do you see it? It's by faith in Jesus. Isn't it? By faith in Jesus. Faith in Father God and the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus was lifted up on the cross. I often wondered when I was a kid why Herod didn't just kill him. He couldn't. I didn't know about all the prophecies about Isaiah about 900 years before Jesus came that God was going to, told everybody how Jesus was going to die. I didn't realise about the prophecies. But as a kid, I wondered why Herod didn't just kill him. He couldn't, could he? Jesus had to be lifted up to die. And the, the earth couldn't hold him. He had to be lifted up. Jesus is in the highest place in heaven. Jesus has had to be lifted up. But how do you see it? How do you see it? You see that my king thing, I've seen that a few times, I'm trying to learn it. I, don't, I can't say it like him, but I wish I had his heart. You know, that preacher, he really knew Jesus. But how do you see it? You see, I believe every word in this Bible is true. That's how I see it. Full stop. It's true, full stop. And we're looking at the world and the world's ways. You see, the world has senses, it has touch, what it touches, what it tastes, what it sees, what it hears, what it smells. That's us normally, that's the world. But Christians, you're a new creation. You're new. God has made you and you different. You see, now faith isn't hopeless. Faith isn't hopeless. In Romans 7.22, it's just above what um, Romans 8, Paul talks about the inner man. The Bible talks about the eyes of our heart. So we can see the dreams and the visions of God. The ears of our hearts, so we can hear the things of God. The inner mind, says in Luke, Mary pondered those things in her heart. She didn't ponder them in her mind, she pondered them in her heart, the inner things. In Acts, Paul says that his spirit was purposed. He purposed his spirit, his inner man. The emotions of God flowing, flowing through you when you're a new Christian, when you're a Christian. The love, the joy, the peace, the grace, the fruits of the spirit. The Holy Spirit joining our spirits. God in us, part of us. God in us, part of us. But how do you see it? I hope in faith, because if I don't ask, I won't get. So when I pray, I really do try and really hope. 
And if you don't have faith to expect, well, there's still no condemnation for those in Christ. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but walking according to the Spirit. I was saying to Julie the other night, it's so hard to do. To walk in the Spirit. It's so hard to do. To believe it. To really believe. To take hold of it. To wait for God. To sit with Him. To listen for His voice. To know Him. And the list goes on. The Spirit. Waiting on the God. Some people say, oh, it's lazy. It's a lazy way. Should be working at it. You try, any of you, go home, lock the door and wait for God for 40 days. Shut the door on the world. See if you can do it. It's almost impossible for us. It's hard to do. But what about you? How do you see it? You're not condemned, full stop. You're not condemned, full stop. Verse 16 of uh, Romans 8 says, The person of the Holy Spirit witnesses, bears witness that we are children of God. God is telling you, in a man, that you're a child of God. So what does that mean? Well, in verse 17 he says, Well, if you're children, then you're hers. And if you're hers of God, well, look, you're joined to hers with Christ. My king, joined to hers with Christ. Joint hers. So what does that mean? Well, it means someone who has the right to. The right to inherit the kingdom of God. The right to a title, authority, property, the kingdom of heaven. It says. And your spirit is bearing witness with your spirit. But your flesh, the touch, the smell, the hear, struggles with it. But the truth of it is, you're a new creation. No condemnation if you walk in the spirit. If you walk as children of God. But do you have the faith to believe it? Do you have the faith to believe it? Really believe who you are. What is God telling you in a man? What has God been saying to the church? For centuries. For some time. What's stopping you from believing? What's stopping you from walking as a child of God? What's stopping you from inheriting the kingdom of heaven? When you pray, do you look at the floor or do you look at the father? Are you asking your dad as a child or are you doubting? Don't accept that our expectations can be too high. If you're hers of God, then expect to get. Reach for the kingdom of heaven. That's what I say, but what about you? What do you say? What do you really believe? In fact, what do you want? What's stopping you? Is it the system that we've been brought up into? Our culture? Is it the programmes of life that have programmed us to think a certain way? Well, yeah, it is in the flesh, isn't it? We're all brought up a certain way. We're all brought up into our culture. We're all brought up into our education. We're all brought up into our expectations, our family lives. But God's made you a new creation. Filled you with his Holy Spirit. The other week, Richard was telling a joke, weren't he? I don't know if he was here, but he was talking about a Baptist minister and a Methodist minister having a discussion about baptism. Do you remember it? The Baptists are right, they do full baptism. 
I personally believe that a full believer's baptism is very, very important. For me personally, that's what I believe. The Methodist said, well, we're okay because we baptise them, we cover their head, what's the problem? And we all laughed. But what was God saying? What was God saying about our church systems in the joke? What was he saying? Because when somebody stands up and preaches, then God can speak to us, can't he? What's he saying? Have the systems of this world and the systems sometimes of church stopped us from being the children of God? Because I believe you, you me, every church, every church, every denomination, every Baptist church is different and they'll all have their own different systems. The Anglican church will have their systems and a free church will have their systems and do it their way. Because to history we have. You know, I was saved in an Anglican church, praise God. Then I was a deacon in a Baptist church, and that was different. Then I was an elder in a free church that was a Toronto-based church, that was really different. And I'm here, and it's different again. But God's here, God's in me and he's in you. You know, you have the right, full stop, to be children of God. It's a right the Spirit of God is actually telling your inner man, this is who you are. This is who you are, children. You're not under the law, full stop. You're a child of God, full stop. You know, be encouraged. Encourage each other to pray with each other. Encourage each other to share scripture at home. When you meet together, you know, talk about scripture, discuss it, get an understanding. Spend a bit of time with God. Sit in your room and wait in peace and quiet and listen what God's saying to you. And don't be frightened of sharing with people what God's doing in your life or what God's saying to you. Pray for your children, your grandchildren. Pray for people. Become a spiritual person. Because the world doesn't have a clue. Can't trust governments. Can't trust politics. They don't know the answers. What does the world expect? Well, the world expects te- taxes, doesn't it? And sometimes we sort of um, walk in the world's ways, even in church. You know, when Jesus was asked to pay taxes, he said, go and catch a fish. And there was money in the fish's mouth. Do you remember the story? Go and catch a fish. Different. We say in church, um, actually we need to do a tax reclaim and try and get something back. It's faith. Pray for the things you need. Pray, pray money in. Ask God if you're struggling. Ask God about your health. Get people to pray with you if you're sick. Get people to pray with you if you're sick of church. Get people to pray with you if you're sick of your neighbours. It's prayer. It's faith. It's the Christian life. You know, religious systems, and I'm not criticising any church or any denomination, but Jesus knew all about religious systems. He was a Jew. He was the king of the Jews. He was a rabbi. The Jews had thousands of years of systems they had the law they had the do's and don'ts they had the buildings, they had the robes they had the authority didn't they and Jesus said no that's not it that's not it guys this is it the thing that Jesus brought to the world was unconditional love the father's love for us unconditionally I will send my son and he says he'll do it even though he struggled with it, Jesus, and he died for us. Unconditional love. The church should be being encouraged 
not to criticise or judge other churches. I'm not judging or criticising. Encourage each other to love each other. Pray for each other. Ask Jesus into our lives more. Ask him to fill us up. The other day I was... um, I have some discussions, you know, where I live, there's a, a, a little bit of a river and then there's a, quite a big field and sometimes there's sheep in that field. And um, sometimes when I get on my own in the house, I'm sat there sometimes and some weeks I look at these sheep and I'm saying, God, did you send me up here just to look at these sheep's backsides? <laughs> Do you know what I mean, type of thing? And then yesterday, I was, the other day I was looking and the sheep were in the fields and I was saying to Louise, it was absolutely pouring down, the, the rain was going sideways, high to British summer. And um, and it looked really bad. And then God said, yeah, but they've still got a shepherd. You know, sometimes things can be going terribly long for, wrong for us. Things can be going as we don't expect. Things in our families can be tough. You know, things can happen that we just don't expect. But we've still got a shepherd. We've still got a shepherd by faith. You see, Jesus is above all. And then the verse that really blows my mind, one of the things is that creation eagerly awaits for the revealings of the sons of God. If you're full of the Holy Spirit and walking in the Spirit, you're a son of God. And creation eagerly awaits for you. Creation is eagerly awaiting you. That tree is eagerly awaiting you when you think, how does that work? Well, Jesus said, didn't he? He said, listen, if people don't... the people didn't praise me when I went into Jerusalem. The stones would cry out. We don't understand the fullness of the kingdom of heaven. But creation is waiting for you to be revealed. It's truth. It's a truth. Be heirs of God. Walk in who you have. Expect. Talk to the Father. Don't walk in ungodly beliefs. Read scripture. Look at what God says. Don't get bowed down with things that aren't of God. I was interested, you, you have some, um, the guy who come, comes from, he's called Stephen I think, who comes from, go on, say that Livy. Louder. Hebden, Steve Hebden. He, he came in, um, I saw him preach, you know, years and years and years ago when I was a young Christian. I'm old geriatric now, aren't I? And, um, and he came here and he said, I'll never forget it because he said, uh, wouldn't it be good to roll out of here with our heads on fire? Do you remember? And um, he's talking about Acts 2, where the, you know, the disciples came down from the upper room, they were so full of the Holy Spirit, everybody thought they were drunk and they, they'd sing tongues of flames and the things of the kingdom of heaven. And it would be good, wouldn't it? It would be good if we all rolled out of here, stopped traffic, saw 3,000 people saved and really were praising God in all different languages and doing things beyond our understanding but to get in that place boy have you got to have faith boy have you got to know God boy have you got to spend time with him it didn't happen by accident they'd spend a lot of time in the upper room they really believed in who Jesus was they understood things of the kingdom of heaven and they still got it wrong because there was no condemnation for those who were in Christ Hers inherit the kingdom. Live as you should. Not downtrodden. Walk above it. Things will be tough. Things will happen. But God says you're his children. What about you children? What about you children? How are you going to walk? What are you going to believe?
Where are you going to walk? Be Jesus. You know, there's um, there's a lady called Heidi Baker who's um, quite well known in the Christian world because she's planted hundreds of churches and seen thousands of people saved and, you know, they talk about miracles and things. But she said, God might not have asked you to bring in a thousand children into your house like I had to do, but just the one, one person. God might put one person in front of you. You know, Jesus, when he was dealing with people, he dealt with that person in front of him. He didn't deal with governments, world systems. He went to the blind man. He went to the beggar. He dealt with the person in front of him. You're children of God. You're full of the Holy Spirit. You're full of faith. You've got authority. Deal with the person in front of you. Really be encouragers of each other. The world doesn't encourage. Listen to your inner man. Unless you're born again and full of the Holy Spirit, your inner man isn't alive. But you are alive in Christ. If you're not baptised... Get baptised. Full baptism. I really believe that's very important. But I also believe that once you're baptised, once you're a Christian, once you've accepted Jesus in your life, he does change you. You are a new creation. The things of the Spirit are in your life. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. He is at hand. Don't walk. Don't walk in the world's ways. Don't walk in your own understanding, your own philosophies. People's false expectations people's ungodly beliefs read scripture believe it if you don't understand it ask God to reveal it to you if you pray um, as Joyce Meyer says sometimes I pray and I don't see anything happening but because I don't see it doesn't mean to say God's not doing something God is always doing something when we pray I don't understand everything I believe in by faith I believe by faith that Jesus wants us to be children of God and to walk as children I believe that one of the things that's happening in the church today is that God's challenged us to walk as children, he's challenged us to believe that we're not condemned he's challenged us to believe who we're in Christ because so often we don't walk as though we are we don't fully understand it because the world's got in the way things are stopping us things are stopping us but I want to encourage you you know, uh, the last time I was here, I walked in and uh, I said, what would you do today if Jesus walked in? Do you remember? 12 months ago it is, roughly. What would you do today if Jesus walked in? Have you answered that question yet? Have you answered it to yourself? Or do you just sort of listen to the preacher that day, oh, that's a good preach? I think it was a legitimate question. One person came to me, very bravely, and said, we'd be embarrassed, I'll tell you what, we'd be embarrassed. And he's probably right, because in my flesh, I would be embarrassed. Because my flesh is dead in sin. And I think most people will be embarrassed. In fact, I think most people will be flat on the ground, quaking in fear, because that's what seems to have happened in Revelation when John met him. When you, when you meet Christ face to face. But actually in the spirit, wow. Wow, in the spirit. Believe. Look. Pray. Encourage each other to pray. Encourage each other to read. Encourage each other to encourage each other. So often in scripture, be encouraged. The world doesn't want to see Christ at the moment. It wants to see the world. You are his witnesses to this planet. You are his children on this planet. 
You are his authority on this planet. You are God's chosen people. Chosen before creation, it says in scripture. He knows the earth on the head, even though I'm losing some. He knows you as that child. He created you in your mother's womb. You're not an accident. It's not an accident you're here this morning. You're here for a purpose. Because God wants you to hear this. Because God wants you to be encouraged. He wants you to walk in spiritual authority. He wants you to pray for healing for people. He wants you to believe that people can be raised up and healed. He wants you to believe that people can be saved. He wants you to believe that the kingdom of Satan can be defeated. Because that's why he came. If Jesus had then didn't need to come and tell us that, why would he come? If we didn't need saving from something, why would he put his son through that? If he didn't want to leave his Holy Spirit for us to fill us with the Spirit so we can carry on doing the things of the kingdom of heaven, why would he do it? It's all true. That's why the disciples got the gifts of the Spirit. That's why they went out and changed the world. That's why Jesus came to to save us from a place that I believe exists. I don't believe it's not there. I believe that Satan is a physical person. I believe that that's, hell's a physical place. I believe heaven's a physical place. Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. He goes to prepare a place for you. And if you look at the Last Supper, the Last Supper is the Jewish wedding. And the Jewish wedding, in, in old times, what they used to do was, the father used to put on a meal, the son used, they used to eat the meal together, the bride and the bridegroom, and the bridegroom passed the cup to the bride, and when she picked it up and drunk it, she were married. God says, I will marry my people. And then the bridegroom goes away to prepare a place. He's actually fulfilling the wedding feast. Jesus has gone away to prepare a place for his bride because he's married her at the Last Supper. I don't call it the Last Supper myself, I call it the wedding ceremony where Jesus married his people. It's having an understanding that actually it's all being fulfilled and he's just gone away. And the Jews would have understood that in that time because that's what they did. Their father put on a meal, they had a meal, they passed the cup to their bride, she took it, drunk it, he went away for a year and built a house. And then he came back unexpectedly when she wasn't expecting it for his bride. Just like Jesus is going to come back. You can believe it, you can not believe it, but that's what scripture says. Jesus says that's what I'm doing, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. We are children of God, but we're also the bride of Christ. Understand who you are. Yes, our flesh is dead. Yes, we're in that place on this earth. But actually, in the kingdom of heaven, it's a whole different ball game. How are you going to walk, children? Amen.